Welcome. You are listening to a sermon from Christ Chapel Barry. Listen and be blessed. The living God will be your God. He will smile upon you. So shall it be in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for this morning. We lift your name on high. Accept our thanks in Jesus' name. As you go into our glory with us, speak to us, teach us, and let your name be glorified. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's have our seats. We all welcome to his presence. I bring you special greetings from our general overseer, uh, Daddy E.A. Adeboye. Uh, the blessings of this season shall be permanent in your lives in Jesus' name. My voice is a little bit, uh, <clears throat> because of the weather in that place, it gets very hot. And I don't like cold water, but I'm forced to drink cold water. <laughs> so that's what's affecting my voice. But it's well in Jesus' name. So this morning, very briefly, uh, first of all, let's not forget to tell our fathers, Happy Father's Day. Uh, you, are not telling, you are not talking to any father. <laughs> uh-huh. Look for a father near you and tell him, if you have more than one, tell all the fathers near you, Happy Father's Day, one by one. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Praise the Lord. You know, you know, women, they have many Mother's Day. <laughs> eh? And then grudgingly, they gave us one Father's Day. <laughs> it is well with you in Jesus' name. Amen. Genesis 49, verses 1 to 2. Genesis 49, verses 1 and 2. Genesis 49, verses 1 and 2. And Jacob called unto his sons and said, Gather yourselves together, that I may tell you that which shall be before you in the last days. Gather yourselves together, and hear, ye sons of Jacob, and hearken unto Israel your father. Uh, very briefly, our time is fast spent, but what I'll be sharing with us is the Father's blessings. The Father's blessings. And I'm not going to be defining blessing. We all know what blessing is. We all want blessing. By the time we are through, you will be able to say what a blessing is. If I, for example, if I say God bless you, nobody is saying amen. amen. Okay, God bless me. Amen. And you've said your own amen. When I say God bless me, you are going to say amen for me. God bless me. Amen. So, uh, our Gio said, he said, what is a blessing? He said a blessing is when all the forces in heaven and on earth, are commanded you to do what? To, do what? to cooperate with you, to work for you. So that's a blessing. You know, when the Bible says, when you go out, you'll be blessed. When you come in, you'll be blessed. Your storehouse will be blessed. So the banks that will uh, go bankrupt, your money will not be there. Somebody does not like that. Some banks will soon go bankrupt too. <laughs> your, mo- you, your, your millions will not be reduced to minimum in Jesus' name. So that's a blessing. Everything on heaven on earth will cooperate with you to ensure that wherever you are, whatever you do, you are a success. I pray for someone here today, you will be a success. You will be successful in Jesus' name. And the opposite of a blessing is what? It's a cause. 
So a cause is when every force in heaven or on earth are cooperating to do what? To work against that person. If everybody is selling pure water and they are making money, the moment that person starts selling pure water, what happens? Nobody will come to that street again to buy pure water. When the person relocates and says, ah, the people on the next street, are, the people are going there, it's because of the new road. When the person relocates, what happens? People will start coming to where the person lives. There is a cause of prison against that person. If there be anybody here today contending with a cause, that cause will be broken in Jesus' name. The blessing of God is your portion in Jesus' name. Amen. So the Father's blessing, number one, is a blessing, I mean, it's a statement of that which is to come. <clears throat> I've defined blessing. And I've said the opposite of a blessing is what? It's a cause. But from the passage that we have read, what is the Father's blessing? It's a blessing, it's a statement of that which is to come. And in other words, for a man like Jacob, that had 12 sons. And he said, come. Let me tell you what will come. The pronouncements he made for some of them was beautiful. Is that not so? The pronouncement he made for some of them was what? Terrible. Terrible. And you know, it was such that once he made the pronouncement, the Bible says he, he carried his legs from the floor, put them on the bed, and he did what? He gave up the ghost. There was no longer room for repentance. There was no longer room for anyone to say, Ah, Daddy, have mercy on me. Especially Reuben. Reuben sinned against his father. His father knew. But his father did what? He kept quiet. I'm sure many of us here, thank God we have some elders in our midst. And some of, many of us, we have lived with elders. The father, elders are quiet. Does not mean that what? They don't know what is happening. True or false? The man may know what is going on and keep quiet for 20 years. The day he will speak, you will be surprised. That the day you did what you thought was hidden, he was looking at you. But you did not know. I'm not saying spiritually now. He was looking at you. He saw what you did and you thought that what you did was what was hidden. Uh, I saw you. And he will explain to you exactly what happened. That's what happened to uh, Reuben. His father knew. He went into his, uh, his father's concubine. His father kept quiet. Since Reuben did not come forth to do what? To ask for mercy. Brethren, we've always emphasized this. Go through the scriptures. There's nobody that genuinely came to God and said, Lord, have mercy upon me, that God did not forgive. The problem with some of us is our pride, which translates to stubbornness. When you are supposed to go down your knees and say, Lord, do what? Have mercy upon me. You find means to justify it. it, it that pastor is him. It's, 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 it's terrible. Look at the way he treated me. You are talking about something between you and who? You and God. Oh, is that pastor's wife? The pastor's wife is not the mediation between you and who? You and God. Your excuses might be wonderful and genuine, but you are asking for mercy from who? Not from pastor, but from God. 
And so when we should go on our knees and say, Lord, have mercy on me, I know what I've done is wrong. We are justifying it. And for as long as we justify it, he's just looking at us. It's not his fault if we don't obtain his plan and purpose. You will obtain his plan and purpose in Jesus' name. So Reuben did whatever he did, and he thought that he had hidden his foolish. Genesis 49, verses 3 to 4. That was the first pronouncement that Jacob made. Because Reuben was his firstborn. Look at the wonderful things he said. He said, you are my firstborn. He said, you are my might. You are the beginning of my strength. You are the excellency of dignity. You are the excellency of power. When Reuben was hearing that, how was he feeling? How was he feeling? You know, like some of us say, ah, Oh, yes, Papa, you know it. You got it right. You got that one right. And then the man turned. Unstable as water, thou shalt not excel. Ah, the man had said it before he knew what, what his father was saying. In fact, I'm not sure he knew the impact of what his father was saying. Oh, by the time he started thinking about it, the man was dead. He said, he said what? Because you went up to thy father's bed and defiled it. He went up to my couch. He was talking to the others. In case you, did, you don't know. Remember? His 12 sons were there. So in case you don't know, that's what he did. That's why this man was created to be strong, to be excellent, to be the epitome of dignity. To be a carrier of power. He said, but today he will be an undulating Christian. He will be an undulating individual. Today he will go up, tomorrow, tomorrow he will do what? That's why he said, unstable as what? As water. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. Amen. It did not need to end this way for Reuben. Yes, he sinned. Yes, he went into his father's concubine or whatever. But if only he had done that which was right, the sentence would have been different. Now do I know? We'll continue. So say the father's blessing is a signal of what is to come. What did he say unto Judah? In uh, uh, same Genesis 49, verse 8 to 12. He said, Judah, thou art he whom thy brethren shall do what? Shall praise. He started wonderfully. He ended wonderfully. He said, your hand shall be in the neck of your enemies. He said, your father's children shall bow down before you. Then he began to eulogize Judah. And verse 10, he made a statement. Many of us will know it. He said, the scepter shall not depart from Judah. That is one of the prophecies concerning who? Jesus Christ. Now he lost him from between his feet until Shiloh come. Unto him shall the guardian of his people. Judah was the fourth son. Son number one, unstable. Son number two and number three, he put them together. And that was who? Simeon and Levi. Why did he put them together? Remember the story of Shechem? Because the, the, the prince of the land defied their sister, Dinah. It was Simeon and Levi that went to Judah's land when those people were, uh, after they had been circumcised, and killed all the men. Because they knew they couldn't fight them. And Jacob was not happy about it. 
He said, because of your anger, I will do what? I will scatter you in Israel. But you see, brethren, at the end of the day, Levi got a second chance. Simeon did not get a second chance. He was scattered. That was the end of the story. There was nothing outstanding about Simeon. When you go through the Bible, of course, there was nothing outstanding about Reuben. That one was obvious. From Genesis to Revelation, not even a single leader to say, okay, oh, they, not even a judge. Nothing. They were just a part of the population. And when the captivity came, which tribe were the first to go into captivity? It was Reuben. It was Reuben. So Judah was blessed. But I love the blessing that was released upon Joseph. In Genesis 49, verse 22. We are, to talk, we are talking about what? The father's blessing. Genesis 49, verse 22. He said, Joseph is a fruitful bow. I decree to someone here today, you will be fruitful. Amen. In fact, not that you will be. I say you are fruitful. Amen. Tell somebody, I am, fruitful. I am fruitful. When we are talking about fruitfulness, it includes your children. If you are here today, you don't have children, your children are coming. Amen. I say your children are coming. Amen. Because the Lord is telling you today, you are fruitful. Amen. It includes financially. It includes in your place of work. Maybe you are one of those that God has spoken to that you will be a, I mean, uh, uh, a creator, an employer. You will have many companies that will employ people. Amen. Uh, Amen. Can you tell your neighbor, don't be an unbeliever. Amen. I don't want unbelievers in church today. I said somebody here, if you are not saying amen for yourself, uh, amen. amen. If you are not saying amen for yourself, say it for somebody. And if I say it for me, I said somebody here will be an employer of labor. Amen. I said somebody here will have more than one company amen. that is employing labors in the name of Jesus. Amen. He said Joseph is a fruitful bough. Even a fruitful bough by a well. In other words, even if there's famine in the land, Joseph will still be what? Fruitful because it's by a well. By a well. He said, Whose branches run over the world? Now look at verse 23. The actors have sorely grieved him and shot at him and hated him. I'm sure that passage is talking about someone. You know what happened to him, right? Yes, he was sold to slavery. Not by outsiders. Not by, uh, what do we call them? Uh, uh, what's the English word for Boma Boma? Not by kidnappers. It wasn't kidnappers that sold Joseph to slavery. Who sold him? His own siblings. His own brothers were the ones that sold him to slavery. It is their arrows that were shot at him. But look at verse 1. He said, but his bow abode in strength. And the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. Hallelujah. See, that's how we've been praising that mighty God today. He's here to strengthen your hand. Amen. Receive strength in those hands. Amen. I said receive strength in those hands. Amen. You know the Bible says in Psalm chapter 1, He said, whatsoever he doeth, he shall do what? I release the blessing of God upon the work of your hands. Amen. It shall prosper in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Verse 25. Even by the God of your father, who shall help thee? Is there anyone here that needs help? Anyone here that needs help? I need help. I've seen the magnitude of... Uh, maybe before I go further, brethren, uh, is somebody here praying concerning the church building project? I know most of us are not. I'm not saying we're not contributing, but we're not praying about it. Can you please tell your neighbor, start praying for a building project. It's very important. It's a message God says that you give someone here today. Because your prayer will do something. That's why your prayer, your prayer. will move mountains. mountains. Consign our building project. So we talk about it all the time. It's a word God gave me and I need to release it. So it's not just saying, oh, contribute money, contribute money. But do what? The prayer is more important, brethren. It's very important. And it shall come to pass in Jesus' name. Amen. And it shall come to pass in Jesus' name. So he said, the God of your father will help you. Who is God talking to here this morning? I decree unto life, somebody's life here today, the God of your father. And the father I'm talking about is your heavenly father. That God of your father will help you. Amen. The almighty will bless you. Amen. Now look at the type of blessings he will bless you. He will bless you with the blessings of heaven above. Amen. The blessings of the deep that lie under. Amen. The blessings of the breast will be your portion. Amen. The blessings of the womb will be your portion. Amen. So shall it be in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope you understand the meaning of those four words. The blessings of the heaven above. The Bible says promotion does not come from the south, from the east, from the west, but from where? From the throne of grace. God is the one that lifts up. He's the one that pulls down. And he has made up his mind that he will promote someone here today. Amen. You will be lifted up in Jesus' name. Amen. The blessings of the heaven above, the blessings of the deep that lie under. The Bible says, The earth is the Lord's and what? The fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. He said, The silver is mine. The gold is mine. The cartridge upon a thousand is their whose? They are mine, says the Lord of hosts. Which means he can give it to whomsoever he will. And if he makes up his mind to give it to you, I pray for someone here today. Receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. He says the blessings of the breast. I've said this before. You know that the mother's milk does not stop until the mother decides to stop it. True or false? Our mothers know what I'm talking about. When a baby is born and they start breastfeeding that baby, if the baby wants to uh, drink the mother's breast for life, the mother's breast will produce milk. True or false? And that's why when our mothers decide that this baby has taken this milk for one year, I want to stop. They go through some pain to stop it. Is that not so? When they decide that, okay, you won't take the milk again, and you want to stop the milk from flowing, then they begin to have pains. And it will take some days for them to subside. Because, you see, that the blessing of the breast it's a blessing that never ends. Receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. I said, receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. And then the blessings of the womb. The womb. The womb is an incubator. Is that not so? So that vision that you've been carrying around for years, that vision that you've been wanting, and for some of us here, I'm saying, well, now I'm 65. I don't know anybody who is 65. I don't know how old that is, so, so I don't know who is 65 here. But you are, you are 65. 
Good. Good. So you are saying, are you going to be 65 this year? So maybe you are saying, now I'm 65. I can't do much again. Especially you because your work, you cut trees. And you are saying, oh, I'm too old for this. Receive renewed strength in Jesus' name. Amen. That renewed strength is not for you to continue cutting trees. God will give you a new vision. Amen. That's what the blessing of the womb is for. Is to bring up a new vision, to incubate it, and to bring it to life. Receive it in Jesus' name. And it's not for him alone. You are thinking that, oh, I'm too old for this. Tell somebody you are not too old. Even if the person is young, tell the person you are not too old. Or maybe some of us, it's the blessing that God wants to give you. You know, these days, they will say somebody is 12 years old and has a PhD. Haven't you heard of that? There's somebody is 16 years old and has a PhD. So, there is nothing you are doing that is new. And there is nothing you are doing that is impossible. Whatever vision God is giving to you, begin to nurture it. Begin to pray on it. Bring it to fruition. That's the blessing of the womb. When, a, when, 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 when the egg is fertilized in the womb, no, it's, it's not fertilized in the womb. It's fertilized in the fallopian tube. And then it comes down into the womb. And it attaches itself to the, to, the, uh, to the body of the uterus. It begins to grow. In fact, the, the woman may not even know. It begins to grow. It begins to grow. But does the, does, does the child stay there forever? Uh, after nine months, ten months, the mother will cry and say, God, help me, what is going on? Is that not so? Some of us have been incubating that dream for too long. You know what the Bible says? It says you have dwelt long enough on this mountain. It's time to move forward. Tell someone it's time to move forward. I know God is talking to someone here today. You have been, you, you have been incubating. You know our elders will say that when you spend 20 years to plan to be mad, when nobody will be mad here. Abi, is that not how they say it? That is, you know the, the, uh, the program I'm trying to say? <laughs> when a person spends 20 years planning to be mad, and when will the person be mad? <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? You've been planning for too long. You've been incubating that dream for too long. The dream has gone into the place of being bad, being brought forth. And the Lord is giving you the strength. I said, the Lord is giving you the strength. I said, the Lord is giving you the strength. Receive the strength to bring forth in Jesus' name. When you start, somebody will come and discourage you and say, did that one, don't do it. It's because you are new in this country. Don't listen to them. Tell somebody, don't listen to them. They will say, it's because you are new. They don't do it that way. Ah, if God tells you to do it, you better do what? If they need to change the law for you, they will do it. Because it is time for you to bring forth. It is time for that dream to come forth. The blessings of the womb. And then he says, the blessings of thy father have prevailed above the blessings of his enemies. Your blessing is a prevailing blessing. And you will prevail in Jesus' name. So, Reuben received his blessing. Judah received his blessing. 
Joseph received his blessing. And so the first point I made is that the father's blessing is a statement of what is to come. Right? The second point, I have only three points. The second point is that the things that have happened can affect the blessing that you receive. I know I've spoken about that, but I'm going to emphasize this one more time. If you need to ask for mercy, don't, 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 don't stand and say, others have done it. It doesn't matter. Your blessing is not others' blessing. The plan of God for your life is not his plan for others. It's his plan for who? It's his plan for me. And I know that because it's his plan for me, it shall come to pass. So when God is telling me that this is what I need to do, it doesn't matter what others do. How to get a brethren? It doesn't matter what they do. There are people that you think they are making progress. That what they are doing, God is, God is not blessing. Is somebody with me? You have not seen his big house. You have seen his big car. What you don't know is that the guy says he has a day job. Or let me know, maybe it's not the guy, maybe it's his sister. She says she has a day job. But her main work job is stealing money from people's accounts on the internet. You will not know. And you begin to say that one is blessed. Brethren, only God knows those that are blessed. But I know someone here is blessed. I know you are blessed. Um, you need to take note. Where you need to ask God for forgiveness, please, he's your God. I don't know why anybody would think that, I mean, why anyone would be too big to go to God and say, Lord, I'm sorry. You know, that's the problem with many of our homes. It's today is Father's Day. Many of our fathers, they find it difficult to say what? If your, neighbor, if your husband is beside you and he finds it difficult, tell him, God, Pastor is talking to you. <laughs> if he is so, if, if, if he... If, we find it difficult to say, I'm sorry. After you say, I'm sorry, would there be a sorry mango on your head? It's your wife you are talking to. And do you know what? Many a times, your wife is wrong. But you are the one saying what? Do you think she doesn't know she's wrong? Do you think she does not know she's wrong? Ah, uh, she does. She, do. she knows that the reason you are saying that is because the Bible says, blessed are what? The peacemakers. Amen. And because you have chosen to be a peacemaker, there's a blessing of God upon your life. Hallelujah. And when she sees that you are taking all the blessings, she will say, eh, okay. Eh. She will find her own way to do what? To make amen. Today is for the fathers. So I won't talk of the mother's side. <laughs> but brethren, it's very important. That's why our point number two says, the things that have happened can affect the blessing that you receive. It's very simple. And it's very easy. If God be for us, who can be against us? What's the answer? You can be against yourself. Imagine if the only thing you need to do to enjoy a wonderful Father's Day meal today is to say you are sorry to your wife. And you refuse to say you are sorry. And at the end of the day, you still drink gari. I say, oh, daddy, happy Father's Day. Manage this gari. Because you refuse to do what? You may not have enough money to put down for tonight's dinner. Not because you are poor. There's no poor man here. 
tell, look for a mother and say you are not poor. But you have invested the money in something and the, the cash is just not readily available. And you want a sumptuous meal for Father's Day. And all it will take... The, the, your wife has the money. Tell one brother, your wife has the money. <laughs> Bro, Caleb, you didn't tell the brother. Tell him your wife has the money. Amen. Amen. You know, like somebody said during Sunday school, they said our mothers, they are multitaskers. They, they know how to make something out of nothing. They know that which you love, which you think will take $100, but with $20, they can perform miracles. All I'm just saying, brethren, is that don't be too big to apologize to your wife. Ah, it's your wife now. Is, that no, is, that no, is it not your wife? The Bible says two shall become two shall become one. And I can guarantee you she will appreciate it. Abi, our mothers, is that not so? My, my, my sister, am I not right? You see? She's in the spirit. Praise the Lord. And that's why the third point I have to I have put down here is that there's room for a second chance. There's room for a second chance. Maybe somebody has offended you. You know, it's possible that husband and wife are even here to today. They quarreled before they left the house. And why did they quarrel? Daddy is ready for church. Mommy is still doing her makeup. I say, I, I, you shall every Sunday. I'm tired of all this nonsense. And then they get into the car. They don't talk to each other. You are coming to church. Tell her you are sorry. <laughs> Tell her you are sorry. She's the one that caused the delay. Yes, Brosoji. Tell her. Amen. She's the one that caused the delay. But you need, you know, I know I keep going outside the message I have, but I know God is talking to someone. The Bible says husbands, live with them with what? Understanding. That your prayers be not So the reason your prayer is being hindered, you know, when you finish quarreling, you go to the next room and you pray for three hours, you are wasting your time. If you don't make peace and you go and isolate yourself, you are praying. Prayer of ten minutes will achieve that purpose. How would you get a brethren? It's the Bible, though. It said that your prayers may be answered. The fact that you have made yourself happy does not mean that God is happy. You will see, come back and apologize. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. There's room for a second chance. And that applies to both our brothers and our sisters. In fact, no, no need second chance. My, my outline says second chance. Even seven chances. Is that not so? Even a thousand chances. Don't write your husband's uh, uh, negative deeds in a diary. Tell one sister beside you, go and burn that diary. <laughs> yes. So to, tomorrow, 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 don't come back and say, eh, 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 you did it yesterday. Eh, you did it. I remember Mother's Day five years ago. 
Uh, tell, tell, no, this is not for a sister. Tell that sister again, go and burn that diary. I know there are some brothers that behave like sisters. Some brothers have this type of diary. It's not even the sister that is keeping the diary. It's the brother. Ah, tell the brother you need to repent. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Like I said, Levi got a second chance. How did he get a second chance? You see, in Genesis 49, 5-7, you see where Jacob told uh, I mean, Simeon and Levi that, look, my spirit will not dwell with you. I will scatter you in Israel. But you see, in Exodus 32, verse 26 to 28, Moses came down from the mountain. The children of Israel had built the molten uh, image. And they were worshipping it. Moses was grieved. And he said, who is on the Lord's side? And only the tribe of Levi came to Moses. And that day he made them the instrument of discipline for Israel. And God took notice. Tell somebody God took notice. I want to assure someone here. There are some things you are doing that looks as if nobody cares. In fact, the pastor doesn't even, he doesn't even know. Talk less of him talking about it. But God has taken notice. And he will reward you in Jesus' name. Amen. I say, he will reward you in Jesus' name. Amen. In Deuteronomy 21 verse 5, it says, The priests, the sons of Levi, Deuteronomy 21 verse 5, it says, They shall come near. For them the Lord thy God hath chosen to minister to him. Jacob said, I will scatter them. My spirit is not abide with them. But what did God say? He said, for any of you to come to me, you must go through, go through Levi. The same Levites that Jacob said, no way. God is now saying, the only way is what? Is through them. The high priest is a, is a Levite. It's from that tribe. The people that held in the sanctuary are from that tribe. God gave Levi a second chance. But when you go to 2 Kings chapter 10, verse 32 to 33, I'm rounding up. 2 Kings 10, 32 to 33, you will see that Reuben, like I said earlier on, was among the first tribes that went into captivity. There was no respect for him. In those days, the Lord began to cut Israel short. And Hazel smote them in all the coasts of Israel. 33, from Jordan eastward, all the land of Gilead, the Gadites, and the Reubenites, all of them that were given accommodation before the Jordan, the Reubenites, the Gadites, the half-tribe of Manasseh, they were the first to do what? To go into captivity. Reuben had no second chance. But today, brethren, God is the everlasting father. True or false? My father is late. My father died, I think, after my first year in the university. I don't even know which year I get. It's a long time ago. That was 1980-something. 80 <laughs> I think that was 84. That was when my father died. But I still have a father. I have the father that never dies. I have an everlasting father. You and I, we have an eternal father. Your father could have made a negative pronouncement on you. But as a father that can change it. Is that not so? Our father in heaven. He can change it. Because he knows the who at that time, that made, the you rather, at that time that made your father to make those statements. It's not the you right now. Is that not so? There has been a change. I told us the story of a brother of mine. 
is actually the son of my father's elder brother. I call all of them my brother. He went to meet his father. That who is now my father's elder brother. And my that his father said, ah, God bless you. You are welcome. As you are taking care of me, your children will take care of you. That was all his father told him. He began to cry. He went and called all the elders in the house and said, please come. My father is cursing me. Yeah. The man is still alive. His father is late. He said, please come. My father is what? He's cursing me. I said, how did I curse you? I said, as you have taken care of me, your children will take care of you. Why was it a curse for him? Because he knew he, did not, he wasn't taking care of his father. And I want to enjoin us today. If you are here, you are not taking care of your father. Repent. Especially, since today is Father's Day, many of us, many of our, these, these, these men you are looking at here, they take care of their mothers. But they don't take care of their father. True or false? If you are in that situation, God says, I should tell you today, do what? Don't go and tell your father, Happy Father's Day. Send something to him. Tell somebody, send something to him. He doesn't need your Happy Father's Day. Yes, that's not what he needs. He needs you to take care of him. He needs you to send something to him. He needs to eat something from his son. He needs to eat something from his daughter. Are we together, brethren? So maybe you are here and it's your husband that is not sending something to his father. You have a part to play. You do what? Yeah, because the blessings that you accrue to your children, don't block it up and say, you see, Moses is not taking care of his father. The children are not just his children. They are our children. Is that not so? The Lord will help us in Jesus. I know God is talking to someone because he has a blessing reserved for you and nobody will take it away from you. Our God is the everlasting Father. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6. And he blesses. He blessed Abraham. In Genesis 17, 1 and 2. He said, I am the Lord Almighty. Walk before me and be thou perfect. And then verse 2, he said, I will make my covenant between me and thee and will multiply thee exceedingly. Did he multiply Abraham or not? Today, with all the knowledge on earth, nobody knows the total number of descendants Abraham had. True or false? Nobody. There are many Jews in Iran. But they will not come forward and say what? In fact, there are Jews that don't know they are Jews. Do you realize that? Because their parents, when they give back to them, because of the, uh, either the Holocaust or the oppression, they will give them either a, a German name, any name that will distance them very far from their Jewish heritage. Does it change the fact that they are Jews? So God said, I will multiply thee exceedingly. Did he multiply Abraham or not? Our God is a God that keeps his word. We are talking of the Father's blessing. He wants to bless you. I say he wants to bless you. I say he wants to bless you. And he will bless you today in Jesus' name. You will not remain the way you are. There will be a divine transformation. There will be a change in your life. A change in your situation. There's only one thing we need to do today, brethren, before, we, before I go back to my seat. And that is to, I want to give us that opportunity. Go before the Lord. Is there any area where you want to say, Lord, I know I didn't do this one right. Have mercy upon me. 
Maybe you are like me. I was in, my father died after my first year in the university. And brethren, that man suffered. He suffered. But I had nothing to give him. I was not working. I was, so all I could think back is, I, I mean, I was my father's last born, so I, I knew a lot about him. All I could think back is, I had a wonderful father, a good father. It's part of his prayer is why, I'm, is why I am where I am today. So maybe you can't, maybe all you, can, you have is memories. Talk to God. Talk to God. Maybe your own memories are negative. I say, Lord, this is what my father said to me. It's affecting me. Talk to God. He's your father. It's your, bow down your head and pray. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. Do you need to ask for mercy? Ask for mercy. Do you need to ask for divine intervention? Ask for intervention. God can see, turn whatever negative relief has been on your life. He can turn it around. Esau did not receive any tangible blessing from his father. But before Jacob knew anything, before Jacob became a nation, Esau was a great nation. Talk to God. Or maybe you can you think today that I've not been taking good care of my father. And you want to do better, tell him. Tell him. Or maybe your father has said, anything you say, I won't take it. Uh, because you talk to God today, you will send it to him and he will take it. Yes. Talk to God. Oh, maybe it's your mother that has said, oh, you have not taken care of me, this and this. If it is this best you talk, she has made some pronouncement. Say, unless I'm not the one that gave back to you, God can change it. God can reverse it. Talk to him. Talk to him. Is your marriage struggling because you have refused to apologize to your wife? Tell God, I will turn a new leaf today. And you don't just tell him. You make up your mind. Or is it you? Maybe it's, maybe it's, our, it's the wife that is saying, me, how can I apologize? He offended me. He did this to me. If that's what you need to do to fulfill the purpose of God, talk to God. Say, Father, give me a new heart. Give me that enablement. Let your name be glorified in my life. The reason some of us cannot apologize to our wives or go back and rectify things that are wrong is because we are not born again. Because we've not given our lives to Christ. You have an opportunity today to give your life to Christ. You want to say, Lord Jesus, come into my life? Tell him, I give my life to you. I yield my life to you. Come in today. Come in to stay. Touch me. Renew me. Establish me. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Father, every prayer point your children have prayed, answer by fire in the name of Jesus. Amen. For a time like this, for a day like this, give us testimony. Amen. Give us a new beginning. Amen. Those dreams, those visions, those projects, those new jobs that you are bringing forth today, we we'll receive them in the name of Jesus. Every satanic hindrances will come against in the name of Jesus. We will testify. And our joy shall be full. For we pray in Jesus' name. for listening to our sermon here on Christ Chapel TV. Tune in next time for the next sermon. God bless you.